It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed like you. This all on you? This all on your cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. You know, what I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. Ah, because it's constantly moving and always changing? Is that why? <laughs> so close, yes, yes. Ah. I thought I'd throw a little Pocahontas in there today just for the fun of it. Because <laughs> it's a Wednesday and Wednesday on Wednesdays we wear pink and talk about Disney, right? <laughs> totally that. It's very that. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're totally stepping in rivers and calling it pink. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, Disney, Disney has been... Uh, having fun putting out information and such this week uh that feels important to talk about legitimately right um what's funny is that literally we stopped recording our last episode Mm -hmm. and i instantly looked online and saw that they had started discussing this this subject that we're going to talk about today and i was like oh well, if we would have waited another 10 seconds, maybe I would have seen this before we went on. But now we've had a week to digest and think, and now we can talk about it like adults, right? Our recording hadn't even exported yet, and the news <laughs> broke. And you're like, do Disney we just... Disney always making us look dumb. <laughs> like, we don't know what we're talking about. They do that. They do. Podcast Thursdays, everybody. But yeah, we're moving podcasts. We're not. <laughs> um, of course, uh, we're talking about what everybody's talking about, which is uh, everyone seemed to have rubbed the lamp and gotten a genie that wants to charge you money. You get three wishes. They all include dollar signs. <laughs> they all cost you. <laughs> um, Disney Genie. Uh, it had been conjectured a long time ago before the pandemic that they were thinking they were starting up this kind of program. Do you remember us talking about this before? Yeah. Um, and to be fair, Disney Genie, the actual app, the extension of the Disney Experience app is free. And basically what it is, is uh, your own Disney expert to help you plan your day around a Disney park. For those of you that don't have Ryan there with you side right. by side, <laughs> walking you through each turn by turn direction. When you don't have me and my perfectly sculpted two finger Disney point. You have the Disney genie. You have a Disney genie. <laughs> Second best thing. Uh, so this part of the app, literally it asks you what kind of things you want to do, the kinds of things that you're interested in, and it uh, will plan out a day for you. Uh, and it does do things uh, that I think Disney fanatics have been doing for a long time. They'll say, okay, earlier in the morning, these kinds of attractions are less, uh, less busy, so you can get these out of the way earlier in the morning. If you don't care about the parade, we can go on this ride during the parade because it pulls a lot of people to the parade. 
you know, yeah, this is a better time to go eat lunch than this time because more people are eating lunch at this time. You know, it's that kind of thing that people that have been to Disney a lot kind of already know the ins and out of. Right. And uh, now it gives more people access to that kind of information without having to have been there lots. Right. Well, even when we go, you know, 25 days in a year or whatever, there's still you're constantly learning new things and things are ever changing and ever adapting. Right. Um, So like it's impossible to know as much as Disney already does. So, you know, and they have, they have access to wait times and fast pass information uh, and things like that, that you would never have. So it's easier for the app to say, Oh, just as a heads up, this ride doesn't have very much going on right now. You know, (laughs) If you felt like writing it now, it's a good idea. So. I tell you what, though, the first time that it directs me to like uh, River Journey, the river, you know, the Navi River Journey, and we have to wait in line for two and a half hours. Like the first time that happens, <laughs> will be like the moment that I'm like, Genie, you done don't know what you're talking about. Un- I'm unsubscribing. I'm undownloading this app. <laughs> you know nothing. Just drop my microphone. Trickery. That wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. I think there are certain situations where uh, the reason that I'm not too keen on it is because I know they're going to use it as a way to try to push people into things. You know, they're like, gosh, sure, it's hot outside. Why don't you go buy a nice refreshing Coke at this location? Mm -hmm. You know, and it turns I feel like it's going to turn into something like that. I Uh, mean, how many people are going to be told to go see um, great moments with Abraham Lincoln? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's really hot outside. You should really go through One Man's Dream, the story of Walt Disney. You know, <laughs> I would do that one. I mean, it's we, super air conditioned, like legitimately super air conditioned. We have done that more times than you'll ever know. Yeah, <laughs> we literally go in there and see the same thing every time, and we're like, oh, it's ah, just Julie Andrews in the voice of Julie Andrews. Yes, uh, it's. I think it's an interesting thing and I think it will work out great for people, like I said, who maybe haven't been enough times to kind of know those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, It kind of uh, closes the gap when it comes to Disney experts versus maybe new Disney folks, which I think is nice. Everyone deserves to have a good experience at Disney, I think. Yeah. And I guess nothing says you have to do it, right? Like you don't want to do that attraction. You can always just do something else. So... I just wonder if it'll be really useful for people uh, who maybe aren't native um, uh, English speakers, that Uh, it will give them more information in their native language so that they can understand better and enjoy the park more. That is such a great point. Like if we went to Shanghai, uh, Disney, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that would be fantastic to have something like that. Absolutely. To totally like walk you through the experience in English so we would know what was going on because, you know, we don't speak. Yeah. Because they do say on there that they have uh, like informational, like uh, audio tour kind of things. Oh, right. Which would be really interesting to hear what kind of stuff they have on there. So it would be awesome for people, like I said, who aren't native English speakers to be able to really appreciate things that maybe they wouldn't know otherwise. That's such a great point. They've also built into the app a lot of the um, ADA compliancy that is needed um, for people that have, you know, disabilities and different things. They're able to book experiences through the app as well, Mm. which is going to be a huge plus for them. Sure. So that's fantastic. That makes me very happy. So these are all things that we like about Genie, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we're moving into Genie Plus now. 
which is different, right? That's where you have to start spending money. So. That's where the money comes in. Uh, anyone that's been at Disneyland uh, for the last few years might be aware of Max Pass, which is something <clears throat> that they did at Disneyland and California Adventure uh, for a few years. It's been going on for a few years, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and basically, it is a paid Fast Pass app where uh, each person in your party pays a certain amount. And then you can make fast passes on your phone. And the first time we did it, it was fairly, it was in its infancy. Like it hadn't been out for very long. So not a lot of people knew what it was. Yeah, it was like the week it came out, we went down there. Was it that? It was literally that quick. Uh, And at Disneyland, uh, you were still getting paper fast passes at that point where you had to go to a machine, put your park ticket in it would spit out a paper ticket to tell you what time to go back to the attraction. And you had to present that at the attraction. You know, it was, it was a little bit more of a labored service. Oh, the quaint old days. (laughs) (laughs) So much wasted paper, honestly. Like what did you do? What did they do with all those cards after they were done with them? They just collected them and then what threw them away? Uh Hopefully recycled. Who knows what they did? Bags and bags of recycled fast passes. Uh, but with the Max Pass, literally that day, we were uh, we would get in line for Pirates and make a Fast Pass for Haunted Mansion. As soon as we got off uh, Pirates, our Fast Pass was ready for Haunted Mansion. So we'd go and scan into Haunted Mansion, and while we were standing in line for Haunted Mansion, get a Fast Pass to the next attraction. And we would get off Haunted Mansion and go directly to that attraction and make a fast pass while we were standing in line for that attraction. Like, legitimately, I've never ridden so many rides in my life as that first day with Max Pass. Yeah. It was great. And it was a busy day. It was a very busy day. So to get on that many rides, it was amazing. We didn't, we literally didn't have a break in our schedule until like six o'clock at night. And finally we're like, we have to stop and eat. We need to, yeah. I'm dehydrated. I'm like dragging myself on my elbows trying to get to the next ride. We're Uh, like, can we stop for just a minute? It was great. Yeah. The glory days didn't live very much longer. Like after that, then people got, got a wind of how to actually use the system properly. And it was never the same again. it went back to normal. Right. And that's kind of what Genie Plus is. For a base rate for everybody in your party, so uh, they say $20 for Disneyland and 15 for Disney World. I'm not sure why it's so much less at Disney World. Do you have any idea why there would be less at Disney World? Great question, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who can even say? Maybe, I don't have no idea why it's less. I know that they kept it higher. Maybe they're keeping it higher. They said it's because they wanted to be in line with what pricing was prior to on max pass which had mm. escalated to the point that it was already twenty dollars a day okay if i had a guess i think it has a lot more to do with the fact that locals go to disneyland more frequently ah. than um y- you locals know locals like, in florida yeah and so i would say that's the biggest reason why okay uh so for that price for each individual member of your party you now get the ability to book fast passes on your phone um, and that's just, I, from what I understand, it's basically max pass, except it's only one at a time. Correct. 
Right. Yeah. You log on, you book a book a ride. And when you're that ride window opens up again or you get into line for that next ride, then it sounds like you can book your next one. Basically, just like we did before. Now, I do have to say that for Disney World, the way that they had done it in the past, back when they had fast passes before the pandemic and the shutdown and everything else, was that if you were staying on property, you were allowed to log in to Disney 60 days before your vacation and you could book up to three fast passes 60 days in advance per day if you were not staying on property you then had to um if you're not staying on property then you could only have you had to do it 30 days in advance which basically meant you were left with moments the figment ride right yeah I don't know. You were left with the ones that you don't really need a fast pass. I don't for. know how many 9:45 p.m. Figment. Imagine what's it called? Journey into imagination. Your imagination with Figment. So long. So long with Figment. I, yeah, we booked so many fast passes. Which, by the way, when you show up that late at night, everybody's watching, getting ready for the nighttime shows. Yeah. In Epcot, so you, it's legitimately a walk on, and so there is zero reason to have a fast pass for. Well, it. and literally, the people and working Figment are like, "What are you doing here? Why? <laughs> oh, look, it's a you person. have a fast pass for now." <laughs> The walk-on people literally get on quicker than you do because you yeah. have to stop to scan your fast pass. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. But anyway, that's what we were left with in the past. So essentially, if you weren't staying on property for in the in in the in the past, yeah. you had no fast passes. Right. You, and and only having three per day for us was, you know, it was a bit of a letdown. Well, you had a rolling fourth. So if you could get all three of your fast passes done early enough in the day, yeah. then you could book another one and once you use that one book another one so it kind of became that after yeah but it was definitely the thing that i dislike about this system is that you really they they have no space for spontaneity in that kind of program you the can't old system right yeah you can't run into friends and be like hey that's awesome we should all go get on this ride together because everyone's like well we already have a fast pass booked for this and you're like oh well we have a fast pass booked for this, so i guess we're just not hanging out you know which is kind of sad um but in general it really does work out better for people who are staying on property for Uh, sure back then it did even then i heard a lot of complaints about in order to get good fast passes you would have to be sure to wake up at the you know break of dawn of whenever it was that disney was allowing you to book that pass because if you had different time zone issues and stuff right you'd have to you'd have to remember that it was that time zone of uh probably eastern time zone right you have to set like a a alarm on your phone yeah and if you're coming from europe i would imagine then that it's in the middle of the day but if you're coming from the west coast and it's literally the first thing in the morning in order to to book passes and it would turn into a lottery system of sorts that you're just basically like let's hope we can get passes for two months from now you know well and i made this comment the other day but disney has become a competitive sport legitimately you have to train yourself to have a good day at disney you have to get up really early back when they were doing fast passes uh or boarding groups for rise of the resistance you had to be 
inside the park gates at 7.15 a.m. to start trying to get onto boarding groups for that ride. Yeah. So that means that people were getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get to the gates at 6 to try to get through the lines before 7.15 inside. And then everyone's just standing in the entrance trying to make boarding groups. And then, you know, your your more Disney uh, obsessed friends probably knew all sorts of tips and tricks oh dodge this if you're trying to get here go through this shop because it opens up on the other side like it's turned into like a like a a sport we're totally making a patch now that says disney disney my new competitive (laughs) (laughs) well because even just getting to rides at rope drop is a competitive sport there are people speed walking flat out running trying to get to things before everybody else and it's just it's turned into a little bit of a more aggressive setup than i think people originally thought it would be very true but speaking of competitive sports they're also offering this lightning lane situation what are your thoughts on lightning lane so lightning lane is the third highest level of it that between one and two rides per park they're allowing um during peak periods that you can buy the fast pass essentially during that time period. Right. If you're willing to, if you want to pay to skip the line on that day. Um, and no idea on what that pricing is going to be. People, some people have said that they think that it might be around $8, which means for Disney it's going to be 18. Right. Because it's always just a little bit more than you ever want to pay. Yeah. Um, to get onto that ride. So if you ever want to get onto, I guess that's not fair to say ever. Right. Cause it, People have said if you ever want to get on a uh, mine train, Seven Dwarfs mine train, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pay to get onto that right now, which isn't really true because you can still get on. On well, I mean, you pay with the time, like you pay your time to that line a lot of times. That's true, but the and thing potentially is- you could get a fast pass on an off peak time. Right, you could get a Genie Plus pass or whatever it's called now. But I think what people are frustrated about this again is that once again, people who are staying on property have first dibs Mm -hmm. on those lightning passes and let's be honest if you're if you've got the the coins to stay on property you've got the coins then to wake up and buy out a bunch of lightning lane passes for all the most important rides which i think um people are rightfully frustrated by we've had this problem over the last few years with them snapping up all the fast passes for everything else yep um and then they also give them the option of getting the lightning lane passes for rise of the resistance which is historically the most difficult ride for anyone to get on ever uh-huh. I've never seen such a kerfuffle about a single ride in my life they've had to implement an entirely new system just to get people on this ride. Fully true. And yeah, I, I I do think that the boarding passes will continue for years to come and probably get implemented on other rides. Well, they've already said that on Ratatouille, it's going to be implemented basically. I think. Oh, have they said that? Okay. I believe so. Right. And that's even supposed to be, have a much higher ride capacity is like 2000 plus per hour. Right. And they're even going to implement it for that, which is, I mean, gosh, that's a whole nother thing. I will say that this idea that you're going to have to pay 8 to $18 to get on the ride of your choice after everything else is completely disgusting, and I would expect nothing less from Disney. <laughs> it's a terrible idea, and of course you did it. Of course. <laughs> 
Now, here's the problem that I and you and I have had this discussion on this podcast before is if you are making brand new attractions that aren't able to handle capacity of your parks, you are not a good ride designer. Totally true. It is your fault that people cannot get on Rise of the Resistance. It's not our fault. And the fact that we have to pay extra money to get on Rise of the Resistance because you didn't design it well right. is not my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and like I, I, I get the idea that you're trying to create a new experience in a whole new way, and that might be that might mean that it lends itself to that way specifically. But at the end of the day, you're running the biggest uh, theme park in the world, so yeah. to do that, you know, to design it in such a way, and then for some reasons, just for no dang good reason, they'll do it. It just yeah. gets so upsetting that you're just like. Why, why, why would you have done that? I find it nothing but insulting when they do such a thing. Um, Well, what I think they're doing is creating scarcity because that's what everyone has discovered fuels people. I think in some cases it is. I think they've found out that it fuels people's uh, wallet to give you more money if you make it a very exclusive limited edition Uh. kind of experience so if you know that the only way you're getting on rise of the resistance during your vacation is to pay them an extra 75 dollars for your whole group to get on it then by gosh you're gonna do it because it's one of those experiences that you just don't get and they've done it they've turned it into that now i just there's no right on earth (laughs) <laughs> is worth $75 for because it's literally most of these like I think that one is has a longer longer ride time of like 17 minutes or something longer right but still like rides are very fleeting in time they yeah. they move by very quickly and so like the idea that you're paying for such a you know I, I don't know. It's just so it's, now in the past, Disney was very well known for having their e-ticket system, which would you'd buy ticket books for A, B, C, D, E rights, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and that was a thing. So I guess in that theory, you would have paid for rights back in the back then as well. But you weren't paying a, a park ticket at that price. Yeah. You, your then. your cost of entry was buying the book. Yeah. And then so, you could yeah. pick what rides you were going to go on to and how many times you want to go on to. And you got to pick it that way. So, yeah, if you want to give me free admission to the park, I'm willing to start paying $17. I will for pay you for every. No, don't give them that. You I know that they would. I you would, know that they would. No, because the way you and I go. They'd be like $35 for each ride now. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Eight rides it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eight rides a year i'm not yeah. spending all that money on rides uh, so, so true. yeah in general this is a very i think a very divisive kind of subject in the disney community trying to figure out how we feel about this uh there are people on extremes in both sides some people love it and think it's the greatest thing ever Ooh. people <laughs> There I'm going to say, I'm just, I'm, and yeah. not being shady, but rich people, yeah. people that have a lot of money, you're like, sure, I'll gladly pay for, you know, more money to get onto rides. Right. And then you have people that are not wealthy or have large families or whatever the situation is going, wait a minute. Now I get a lesser experience because I am not, I don't have the funds to just pay you well, for everything. Yeah. And you it's know? definitely not an affordable experience in any way, shape no. or form. But, and that, that does make me sad. Completely. I'll admit it. That makes me sad that there are 
families who save sometimes for years right. to be able to go to the parks and now either they're going to have to save for a few more years or they're going to have to just have a lesser experience that's sad to me fully true i still remain somewhat hopeful with all of the announcements that it's going to improve the experience and that it's going to remain it's going to make your park experience a little bit better I hope so. Uh, I think that it could potentially, if what they're saying is true, that, you know, if it really does direct you into such a way that you're like, oh, I didn't know that this experience was here and it is a good, like, I can just knock this out real fast and, sure. you know, this is going to be great. And yeah, I didn't know that they served this pretzel right here, you know, and <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, that would be fantastic to learn those kinds of things. Sure. Um, and maybe, you know, enhance the experience that way. And hopefully, you know, our fast pass experience in Florida is going to get much, much better because I would happily pay $20, $15 to... And by the way, we don't have to pay the Fast Pass every time you go. Maybe you only do it like once or twice a year that you're really like, this is the day that we're going to like knock out rides. We are doing rides we're today. Doing, today it's yeah. a ride day. Yeah. Tomorrow is an eat and go on Small World, small world Day. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, Tomorrow is a get snacks and stand in line all day kind of day. It's kind of that, it's that yeah. day. <laughs> it's very that today. Uh, yeah. So, so like maybe that's the case. I mean, it would, I don't know if you and I had to pay $8 one time to go on rise of resistance, I might do it one time. But. Sure. And I mean, again, that's what they're counting on. I've, I've avoided so many videos of rise of the resistance so that I can be surprised by whatever happens in there that at this point, yeah, they got me with their with their scarcity, I'm like, I have to ride it so I can at least watch videos at this point. Because right. everybody's like, here's a full ride through. I'm like, go mm -hmm. now. And I guess, of course, this is the problem is that there's like, we've the rides are now stacked up that there's now five or six different experiences that we want to go have there. Yeah. And that, you know, then if we're paying $20 a time to go on it, you know, now you're like, great, we just spent 180 bucks on tickets. <laughs> <laughs> just to get them done. We're not eating this time. It's all spent on fast passes. You know what, though? You joke, but that's such a good point, though, because that's what I was saying, too, before, is that, okay, you know what? That's And that's kind of how we did it in the past. We're like, I guess, fine, we'll pay Max buy Max Pass today, and we'll skip our daily pin that we... <laughs> oh, sure. You know, yeah. I guess you're not getting it. We're not getting a pin today because we spent it on ride tickets, which I think is a better experience anyway. So, oh, right. or whatever. I know. mean... The pins last longer. That is <laughs> Just true. Throwing it out there. You have that pin forever. That ride lasts seven seconds. That's, I hope it was worth it, Peter Pan. You, you know? know what? Such a point. Great point. So uh, that's that's the big hot news. Yeah. Should we talk about more fun things? Yeah, let's get some fun, fun things in. Let's talk about uh, the No Way Home trailer that the internet has collectively lost their mind about. I was surprised you went out of your way to find it on YouTube one night. Well, it's the teaser trailer, which I'm fine with watching because it does not give you everything. Okay. It gives you a setup, which I'm fine with. And I won't watch any more trailers after this point. Now, what do you mean that was a teaser trailer? That wasn't the full trailer? That was not the full trailer. That's ridiculous. Because <laughs> You know, full trailers are a full seven minutes long. And by the end, you're like, well, I don't need to see the movie anymore. That's true. Uh, that is true. They do that. But, like, it leaked, quote unquote. And I always think that these leaks are on purpose. Yeah. Where someone's like, ooh, this is a leak. Don't tell anybody. Shush. Uh -huh. And then, of course, it goes everywhere and becomes more 
uh, viral than if they had just released a trailer. Of course. Honestly, because everybody's like, oh, I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, so Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I won't give you any spoilers in case you don't even watch the, the teaser trailers, but it looks like a fun time. Why not? Right? Everyone loves a good Spider-Man movie. And I'm glad that they worked it out with Spider-Man and Tom Holland, right? Yeah, Disney, Everything got worked yeah, out with him. Guaranteed. Not that he was a problem in any way. No, right? it was a so copyright he, issue, which is your favorite thing ever. Oof. You'll have to do a whole side piece on Spider-Man copyrights. <laughs> I did find it very fascinating. It's um, going to be fun. Not coming out till Christmas, though. Of course not. Yeah. But you know what? That's like in a minute and a half from now. Yeah. It's not very far. While we are currently melting down here in the South, it feels really far away to think about Christmas, but it's really not that far away. We were literally shopping for Christmas trees a day and a half ago. Oh, it's embarrassing. (laughs) We weren't really shopping. We just saw some. We're like, there's Christmas trees. Look at them. And I go, no. Smell of cinnamon in the air. Yes. You go, she's festive. There it is. Um, but I did find a way for you to get into Club 33. Me? Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. You ready for this? All What's you the have lightning to do, lane charge on that? It's a lightning lane. It's a mere 15 grand. <laughs> uh, no, they're hiring specifically for Club 33 at Are you Disneyland. Serious? And I, I have personally in my life have never heard of this such a specific thing to be hiring. Like... Usually when I hear people getting hired at Disney, they usually go in and then they are kind of uh, siphoned out into different areas as needed. So this is the first time that I've heard them say, we're hiring specifically for Club 33. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. I I, I bet Emily Blunt herself could not get hired to work in... It's so exclusive. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if she wanted to serve people if mary poppins showed up as mary poppins (laughs) i'm pretty sure they'd let her do it uh i just don't steal my idea because this is my interview tip (laughs) right here you're gonna walk in in a white dress and a parasol and be like spit spot i'm here to work at club 33 (laughs) (laughs) you're hired yeah that's my hope yeah. Okay. I'm all for it. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for work, why not try Club 33? It might be, a, I mean, I'm sure you get to see lots of very wealthy and sometimes very famous people. Could you imagine? Oh, you could serve so Kurt fun. Russell. Remember the day we were walking through Disney and we saw Kurt Russell walking through? That was pretty phenomenal. Like, whoa, there he is. And it was right before one of the big movies, right? It was right before Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out, yes. which he was in. Yeah. So. Fun times. Good times, good times. You never know. Except for we're completely sweaty, disgusting Disney messes, and he walks in like perfectly prim and proper, (laughs) you know. Well, he showed up to like a backstage area in a limo and walked 30 feet to Club 33. He's surrounded by security guards. Yeah. Yeah. It really did prove the contrast of like... (laughs) Like they're not just like us. It's a total lie. They look perfect all the time. It's so offensive. (laughs) Oh, true story. Uh, So Club 33 might be fun if you want to work there. Another thing that's fun. They uh, put out a very in-depth long video about uh, the new Splash Mountain project. Oh, really? Which uh, is we discussed this uh, probably last year 
that they were discussing changing Splash Mountain into a Princess and the Frog themed attraction instead of based on Song of the South. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people are in very much favor of. Uh, Song of the South is not considered one of Disney's classics. You can't really find it anywhere. I haven't looked. I don't think it's on Disney+. Plus. No, Bob Iger literally said it will never, ever, ever be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it well, should never go. be part of the Disney catalog. Okay. Is what so he said. there's that. Um, you can find it around, I guess, but you won't find it through that format, I guess. Um, and they put out, I think it was... Uh, like a 45-minute video of a group of Disney employees kind of discussing the impact of Tiana as a princess, uh, as, you know, the last hand-drawn animated film, as, you know, all of these, you know, the cultural impacts, and they spent time down in New Orleans, uh, Nolens, if you're from there, uh, drinking in culture and getting inspired literally uh literally so it's a very interesting it's a it's a it's a long discussion so make sure you you have the time or fantastic you have other things to do while listening to it you Uh, watched it already i did oh that's great and it's really nice and then they they do uh a lot of people thought that discussing changing splash mountain was kind of just a performative thing and they weren't actually going to do it but it seems very much like a real possibility at this point that this is something that's going to happen uh they have a storyline kind of uh, mapped out for it to hopefully delight and enchant guests as they are on the new ride oh i'm very very excited about it I think the ride is very cute when you're on it now. If you don't really know what they're talking about and whatnot. It's what fun it's enough. based on. Sure. Yeah. Super fun. Million dollar rabbit. Yeah. But uh, Tiana is fun. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite experiences when I'm in the park. I don't normally geek out over. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do get really excited when you see Tiana specifically. Her and Mary Poppins. They're yeah, just. What is that? They're just so pretty. Oh, that might be it. all the time. They're just perfection in the park. Tiana has that great ball gown too that she always just looks great in. Yeah, she's always just glowing. It's wonderful. Completely true. Yeah. Um, but what I'm most excited about is the fact that. You know, we're getting new rides based on uh, the princesses uh, that we di- we just don't get much anymore. Like the most recent one we got was the Frozen ride, um, yeah. And it's not my favorite because I don't I don't love rear projection faces personally. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to see what technology they put into a Tiana style ride, and I hope t- we get to see amazing animatronics like the ones that they have in the the beauty and the beast ride over seas like i would love that level of animatronic here in the united states just so i can go and stare at it like the only reason i ride the navi river journey is because i hope that my boat breaks down in front of the shaman of songs so i can stare at her for a long period of time (laughs) because it's so cool everybody wants that experience i think yeah yeah totally true yeah, very true. And I do have to say that those rear projection screens on um, the Elsa ride. Yeah. You were right. They did not hold up very well, right? <laughs> like I the don't, first time I was like, they're pretty good. 
And then you see them from the side and you're like, they're not as good. And now after years and years of use, you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's, they are, they're kind of like um, an optical illusion where they're only really, really believable from a very specific direction. And once you uh, go past that point, I think uh, the rear projection faces kind of fall apart a bit because you can see that they're not real. Right. Whereas like a full on, you know, animatronic face, while it may not move as fluidly as everything else, it it holds up from every direction at that point. So right. it's just, prefer, you know, my preference. I think it's always fun to try new things, but it's just not my favorite. Completely true. Yeah. Fun times. Um, it was. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for the new ray to come out, and I can't wait to watch the movie. It'll be or the forty-five minute discussion about it. I totally. Oh, watch okay. It I was week. like, you've seen Princess and the Frog. I know you don't remember <laughs> it, but you've seen it. I promise. No, we watch it weekly. Yeah. <laughs> it's our it's our happy place movie where we just sit and watch Princess Tiana get a restaurant. Yeah, we totally had a Princess and the Frog moment this week, right? Did we have a princess and a frog moment this Frogs week? were invading our garage. Oh, there's a frog in the garage. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, Steve comes running in the house and says, we have a rat, a no mouse. mouse. We have a mouse in the garage. I'm like, no, no mice. Absolutely not. You know, and we're, we're all stressed about it. And we, we pull cars out and we're trying to find this mouse in the, in the garage and, you know, eventually we give up because what are you going to do? Just take everything out of the garage? I don't know. And as I was pulling my car back in, I saw something and I was like, huh, I wonder if that's the mouse. It's something out of place. And I get out and I turn on my little flashlight on my phone. I'm like, oh, it's a frog. <laughs> and so we spent a solid 20 minutes trying to get that frog to just jump out of the open, the giant open garage door. He did not want to go. Yeah, the thing about frogs is they are not necessarily fast. No, they're, they're kind of slow moving. Yeah, uh, we still could not keep up with that frog. <laughs> he still won. Uh, There's a lots of there was lots of jumping frogs and moving things trying to get the frog <laughs> out and swishing the broom around like it was a nightmare. And he's still there. Yeah, we're gonna take him on the ride. Yeah. Well, we're going to take him and release him onto the ride in Splash Mountain. Mm. <laughs> He'll die instantly. And could you imagine if you tried to release a frog into the, like the bromine water? Oh, poor little Splash guy. Splash Mountain, he would totally die. Would not work out very well. Mm. Uh, but as of now, he hasn't asked for any kisses. So we're pretty sure he's not a prince in disguise. Yeah, that's my guess. You have anything else to discuss today? I mean, no, it's pretty much I'm getting in line for my lightning pass now. Okay. And, uh, It'll probably take you that long. <laughs> start the setup process. and. Do we know when they're thinking of implementing those sort of things? They're going to make further announcements closer to, and I, don't, I honestly don't know when okay. they said that they were going to announce it. I'm hoping that these announcements are the lead up to the announcement of season passes coming back. Sure. Um, and that's that's pretty much guaranteed at this point. Most people are pretty sure that that's going to come. That back this soon. is all within the same timeline they were already yeah. working on. I mean, they want their their fiftieth anniversary to be a really big success. So, and that's the beginning of the new fiscal year. So they want to like make oh, sure that they're right. going to make lots of money on that. But business, business, business. I know that's the way it works. It is. Uh, but 
it's like I always say, if you can't afford to get into Club 33, just work there. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.